The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show on our Northwest Network. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis, and that is Josh Finelli. We're partners at the Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the Pacific Northwest, like the Ohio State, we're the Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Uh, this comes from the Federal Reserve. Uh, the top 5% of U.S. households own 71% of the U.S. stocks in the market. The top 20% of U.S. households own 93% of U.S. equities. And so uh, I, I don't mean that to be like classist or anything. What my point is um, that there that there's a high correlation to stock ownership to wealth, right? Because we know that wealth creation uh, can be done in a big way through owning the stock market. And most people think that uh, real estate and the housing market is the key to wealth, but uh, I would just urge you to take a look at the Forbes 400 list and uh, the percentage of people on there that is from real estate is dwarfed by people that have started businesses or through just uh, stock well, ownership. Uh, individual business ownership is the number one way to experience upward mobility in the United States, and uh, if you don't own it yourself, then owning equity in other businesses is the second best way. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the housing market of the last decade, and it's done well. It's done extraordinarily well. Uh, but the re stock market returns have dwarfed the housing market returns. And people say, well, how could that be? And it's because you are looking at housing returns with a ton of leverage associated with them if you're one of those participants. Okay, uh, before we kick off our Financial Focus University, I, I, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, this uh, comes from a guy named Craig Shapiro. If you have children or grandkids, I think this is an important thing uh, to to iterate to them, and I, I try to do it to my kids because it hits home for me, uh, and it's about the idea of perception, our own perception. There are so many factors that can hold a person back in life. Many are circumstantial, of course, a lack of connections, money, education, a stable home environment. These are conditions outside of our control, especially when we're young and growing up. So I will readily admit that I'm a white man in America that was give, given every advantage by my parents uh, to be successful. I'm not here to say that that wasn't true, and I know that's not true for anybody, for everybody. Uh, but one of the biggest setbacks a person can face is one that can be practiced, your own perception of what you are capable of. Uh, the defining characteristics that set the massively successful apart is simply bel the belief they are capable of achieving what they want. That's it. It's perception of you believing you can uh, achieve what you want. It's hard to toe the line because there's nothing more unattractive than overconfidence, especially when it's unearned. But that's not what we're talking about here. It's not hubris. It's chutzpah, right? Or chutzpah, whatever, how you say that. It's that scrappy mentality, the way, that think, the way of thinking that says, that says, well, if somebody's going to do it, why shouldn't it be me? It's a sense of purpose, knowing that you can do more than what you are already doing. Uh, so I challenge. I would say challenge yourself to do the opposite. I, I will tell you that um, when I, 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 you know, I wasn't the best student growing up, um, not <laughs> mostly because I hated school, but I wasn't a great student, and so I got a late start. And then once I got in the in the job market, I made a point to make myself uncomfortable all the time, and I was rewarded for it. But it was very uncomfortable. I made a point to do that, and so. You know, so many kids today underestimate their ability, and many of the people today that we see as successful are just—they uh, don't underestimate their ability, and and a lot of times they're overachieving. And I feel like that's what I'm doing. And so, urge your kids, uh, grandkids, uh, to not underestimate their ability, and always ask them, "Are you thinking big enough?" Right. So I, I'll give a quick story. I was at a, a baseball deal with my son, who is a pretty shy kid, uh, and there was all these big power, power five colleges there, 
looking at kids, but then there are also some Division two and Division three schools there. Uh, and my son's a good baseball player, but, I, you know, he's not going to be starting at Vanderbilt. And uh, so Virginia is a Power 5 school that goes to the College World Series almost every year, every other year. And so the first college coach my son decided he was going to go to talk to was the University of Virginia coach. And, you know, I, at first I laughed, but I, I have to say that I was proud of him for doing it because, you know, he, he thought, well, why not? That's the best coach. That's the best team here. That's the guy I'm going to go talk to. So I would urge your kids and grandkids uh, to not limit themselves in the way of thinking um, because uh, it will be very impactful for them in their future. It's how Josh came to talk to me at the gym seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> been been out of Red Bull that day. Yeah, probably. He, he was uh, he was excited. Some other encouragement. Maybe I made him pound a beer. <laughs> All right, let's kick off a of Financial Focus University. So, um, a lot of people think you know rebalancing a portfolio can be a great risk management tool. And so, first, Josh, why don't you describe what rebalancing is, and then we can talk about maybe when people should be considering it and how often and that kind of thing. Remember, the proportion of the assets that you own are responsible, and this data comes from Vanguard, but uh, for in excess of 95% of your portfolio's return, whether that's uh, ownership of large caps, domestic stocks, small cap stocks, mid cap stocks, international developed, what it is, whatever it is, you know, you want to devise an asset allocation that is in line with the purpose that you have for that money and your, your ultimately your financial goals. But when you rebalance, you're just uh, selling or buying assets to try to bring those percentages back to kind of what you had initially in, envisaged. And there's a couple of ways you can do it. Uh, you know, you can set a threshold-based rebalance. So if it gets, say, five or, you know, if those percentages deviate like five or 10 or 15 percent, whatever that number may be for you, uh, you're going to, you know, either sell or buy the corresponding position and uh, bring your portfolio back in, in line with your tolerance bands. Other way to do it is just a, a temporal-based, so just time-based. Um, you know, this data, again, comes from Vanguard, but uh, the ideal portfolio rebalancing strategy, you know, doesn't actually occur barring like 18 or 24 months because the reason for that, you know, the tendency of markets to rise in excess of 85% of all time periods, uh, you know, you want to take advantage of stocks continuing to run. So you don't want to sell your winners too early. And so, you know, again, Dan Vanguard's white paper demonstrates pretty clearly that, uh, rebalancing once every 18 to 24 months is about the optimal time threshold uh, in which to rebound. So I know I make up words all the time, but is envisaged, is that a word? Envisaged? Yeah, is that a word? Yeah, of course. Tim, is that a word? Okay. Maybe just in Oregon. Uh, but so what Josh <laughs> is talking about is, you know, the reality of the situation is if you never rebound, if you're, if you, oh yeah, he's showing me on, on Urban Dictionary that it's a word. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Come on. If, if you never, uh, let's say you had a portfolio that was 80% uh, S&P and 20% and bond, the aggregate bond index, and you never rebalance. Uh, your portfolio, obviously, if you just left it like that over time, is going to do better because stocks do better than bonds over time. Uh, and so your portfolio in that case is going to do better. But over time, your por your portfolio's volatility will continue to increase. And so the reason we talk about rebalancing as a risk management tool is you set your asset allocation for some reason. So let's say you said, I'm going to be 60% stocks, 40% bonds. You have that allocation because you will have a lower tolerance for volatility than owning the in the, the stock market in general. And so if that's true, you need to rebalance, like Josh said, when your allocate, let's say your allocation to stocks becomes now 70 or 75%. Well, if, if you're there and we get a big stock market sell off, you might panic and you might uh, make a bad decision, go to cash, whatever. So the reason it's a risk management tool is to say, okay, I got to sell all these assets that have done so well and buy all these underperforming assets so that my risk is in back in alignment from what I said it was. Now, if your risk, risk tolerance changes, make sure it changes for the right reasons, your life circumstances, whatever it might be, not because the market's doing well. Uh, and so that's why we talk about rebalancing as a risk management tool for so many of you, especially when markets have run so far, especially if you, the, of the, you, those of you that have gotten scared about this recent market volatility, Obviously, rebalancing for you before this happened would have made sense. So there's two ways, like Josh said, a time-based rebalancing or a, um, a uh, percentage of, of your allocations rebalancing, 5 or 6%. And once it gets out of alignment, you might want to consider rebalancing. It's a great way to, to have continue to have high risk-adjusted returns in the future. And if you rebalance and we do get a sell-off, uh, you'll be in better shape than if you didn't rebalance. 
All right, if you would like to be part of the show, 877-670-7117 or go to our website, financialfocusradio.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about the best uh, inflation-fighting investments for retirees. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Your smile is your greeting to the world. Let Denture Artistry Implants Crowns Veneers make it beautiful. Dr. Smith and Dr. Tom are devoted to providing an exceptional patient experience and making quality dentistry more affordable for our community. Our technology and in-office lab allow us to make crowns and veneers in the same day. Our denturist customizes your dentures right in our in-office lab for fit, function, and beauty. Book your complimentary consultation today by visiting our website, dentureartistry.com. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer dryers in the two and three bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one, two or three bedrooms and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bend. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. I'm Charisma Carter with Bend Factory Stores. Radio has definitely helped the Bend Factory Stores. I have been there with marketing for about six years and I've seen a significant increase and I can definitely tell when we use radio to advertise like particular sales and events, we definitely get more traffic driven to the center from that. Combined communication suite of radio, digital, and event marketing tools have been growing Central Oregon's bottom line for over 30 years. Schedule your free consultation at bendradio.com. And paid for by Max Pace Marketing. Attention. If you've had hernia surgery and have experienced complications such as chronic pain, infection, wound reopening, mesh migration, bowel obstruction, need revision surgery, or other complications, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Hernia repair surgery is common and requires a mesh product to be implanted inside your body. In May of 2016, the manufacturer of a popular hernia mesh product issued a mandatory global recall due to product defects. If you've had hernia surgery and have experienced complications, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call the Hernia Mesh Helpline now at 800-797-0539. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve. You pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file a claim, so call the Hernia Mesh Helpline now, 800-797-0539. Operators are standing by 24-7. Call 800-797-0539. That's 800-797-0539. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by downloading the Financial Focus app. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you would like to take us up on a free retirement review and have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled, 800-743-0988 or go to our website, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review and one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life all right uh before we talk about 
inflation fighting investments for retirees, actually for anybody, uh, I thought I would bring up the fact that it is uh, Medicare's annual enrollment period. Uh, that's right. It's that time of year again. So if you are in that age category, 65 plus, uh, and despite what you might think, um, I know the funny thing about Medicare is there's like this onslaught of like flyers in the mail and commercials about Medicare, but there's, you can't make changes to Medicare anytime you want, which is always funny to me. Um, so most people want to make adjustments, uh, must wait for Medicare and uh, annual open enrollment period, which runs from October 15th, <coughs> which is yesterday to December 7th. Uh, that's when you can do things like uh, disenroll from original Medicare and enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, change from one Medicare Advantage plan to another, move from Medicare Advantage plan back to original Medicare, Part A and B, uh, enroll in Part D prescription plan, cancel your prescription drug coverage, or move from one prescription plan to another. Uh, I would say, you know, so the people that we always send uh, our clients to and People that listen to our radio show is Health Insurance Strategies. Uh, that's Don Klipnis and Nick Lockwood. Uh, their website is hisnorthwest.com. Uh, uh, and they can, you know, you're not going to pay them a big commission. They'll do it. This, the cost will be the same as if you did it yourself, but they can help based on your circumstances, uh, help you. Um, I would say, you know, don't wait till the December 7th. Try to schedule it now. I would also, if you can, talk to your doctor about your current coverage. Uh, be on the lookout for your plan's annual notice of change. That's a big one. Um, uh, l- take a look. Get a complete list of the prescription drugs you take uh, and know the pros and cons of a Medicare Advantage plan. So it, you, the other thing you should do is go on Medicare.gov and sign up for uh, free email updates on all of this stuff. But um, So it, it, you talk to your doctor, get a list of your prescription drugs, and then uh, call Health Insurance Strategies, HISNorthwest.com. Uh, and get an appointment scheduled to review uh, your Medicare Advantage plan or see if it makes some sense to make changes to your situation. I, you know, the other, I, I'll tell you that, like, this Medicare stuff, you actually can save real money uh, if you just review it. I would say review it every couple, three years, uh, just to make sure you have the best plan for you. All right, let's talk... <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Let's talk about the best... Uh, Investments for uh, fighting inflation for retirees. So, you know, the greatest infl- in- inflation hedge that Josh and I have is something called Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. It's our business. And so if you're a business owner, it's a great inflation hedge. If you're an employee, your paycheck is a good inflation hedge, hopefully over time. All of you that are retired, uh, it is obviously not pleasant that inflation is eating your lunch, so to speak. And, you know, for people that have been retired for a long time, inflation has been non-existent. We've had a lot of periods of deflation. And so those of you that are on fixed incomes, you know, you thought, well, this is pretty great. Like my income stay the same, but cost of goods and services has gone down. Well, the opposite's happening now and it could be here for a while. And so what is your only hedge against inflation, Josh, if you're a retiree? Uh, owning equities. Your portfolio. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's and so let's talk about some, you know, the people that are retired. I mean, I, and we don't do this in our client portfolios, but a, a lot of people think and a lot of portfolio managers think that one of the ways to do it is is to include a basket of commodities inside of your portfolio. And so not owning in any single one, like owning just oil or only just gold or copper, or whatever it might be, owning a basket of uh, of commodities can be a good hedge over time and against inflation in inflationary environments. We've talked about this before uh, in a little more granular context, but um, portfolio and this research comes from Verdad, but uh, sustained commodity ownership has actually not performed that function. It's people that are able to effectively time the cycle, maybe, maybe, but uh, sustained uh, commodity ownership in a portfolio over a full economic cycle just doesn't work. Yeah, buying and holding commodities or basket commodities is not something we advocate. It's why we don't do it in our client portfolios. But in inflationary times, historically, it, it, it is a good hedge. Yeah. Commodities have done well as, as an inflation hedge. So I'm just bringing it up as a consideration. So what Josh mentioned is obviously you want to own businesses that have pricing power uh, as, as an inflation hedge in your portfolio, a la through the stock market. Well, and you know specifically when you when you talk about business ownership, you know you look back in historically inflationary periods of the fifties. Uh, many people forget about the fifties, but the seventies is the one that's on the mind of 
you know, most of our older clients, but uh, small cap, specifically small cap growth and small cap value, both have actually, you know, there's not not necessarily small cap value at its best relative performance decade ever uh, in the 72 to 82. Um, there's other dynamics driving that, namely the strength of the dollar, but small cap growth has been a very good historical inflation hedge as well. But when we think about owning equities uh, for retirees, we think about building a broadly diversified, and when I say broadly, I mean up and down the market cap spectrum here in the United States, but also diversified globally uh, so that you can try to create a non-correlated portfolio that doesn't trade together. So hopefully it smooths out some of the bumps that are going to exist in the equity markets. Because if we do have inflation, sustained inflation, that's going to also create higher rates, which also creates infl- uh, uh, volatility in the capital markets. And so, uh, but, but for you retirees, the best protection that we know of is to own equities broadly diversified. You can own uh, publicly traded REITs as part of your portfolio as a good inflation hedge. There's the yield there. Remember, uh, as inflation goes up, landlords tend to have the ability to raise rents to offset that. And because of the structure of how REITs work, non-traded or publicly traded REITs, uh, that th- they have to distribute 90% of their income to their investors. They get a tax benefit for that. So REITs, publicly traded REITs, can be another great uh, hedge against inflation in your portfolio. Uh, and then lastly, on the on the sort of safer end of the spectrum, which which are just purely a hedge, they're not going to stay ahead of we, – we feel like uh, equities are going to stay ahead of inflation. Um, treasury inflation protected, so the U.S. treasuries uh, that have – that increase the payback amount based on whatever the inflation rate is at any given time. So TIPS are for short or Treasury Inflation Protected Securities on the bond side of your portfolio, if you're building a, a balanced portfolio, can be a uh, something that can – at least keep up with inflation. It's not going to beat inflation, but at least can keep up with inflation as another inflation inflation protecting tool in your portfolio. Because if you just own U.S. Treasuries or you own corporates, uh, they are a disaster when it comes because they don't have increases in their principal payback amount, which is how uh, Treasury inflation protected securities do it. They just increase the amount that gets paid back on the bond. They don't increase the yield. They just uh, um, increase the amount that gets paid back on the bond. Which, you know, uh, unfortunately still have a negative real yield without kind of going into the school numbing details of why. But uh, well, but but it's a, it gives you some inflation protection yeah. on the bond side of your portfolio where otherwise you would relative, have zero. A, definitely a relative degree of protection that you can't find elsewhere in credit markets. That's for sure. Uh, if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. A little box will pop up in the screen, and you can add your email address and just say, I'd like to be added to your e-news, address, uh, e-news uh, list, and we'll send you a short five- or six-minute video. Josh and I talking about what's going on in capital markets in the middle and the end of the month. When we come back, we're going to talk about all of the product sales that uh, are increasing right now with volatility in the market by so-called financial advisors. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Finn and Fire in Redmond has been looking forward to it after a long, hot summer. They have the gear you need to move from the rivers and lakes to the trails and forests. Finn and Fire is the largest Sitka dealer on the West Coast. Sitka uses state-of-the-art technology and fabrics to make your valuable time in the woods more productive. Whether it's breathable base layers or insulation, Sitka makes gear for every kind of hunt. Italian-made crispy boots are getting rave reviews from hunters across Oregon. Crispy boots are in stock at Finn and & Fire, and they have a great selection for men and women. 
Crispy uses Gore-Tex liners and Vibram soles, so you know they'll keep your feet dry and comfortable for those long days on the trail. Don't forget to pick up a new Benchmade hunting knife this year and check out one of the new Mystery Ranch backpacks. Finn and Fire, a fly shop unlike any other. Across from Safeway on Highway 97 in Redmond. Finding a comfortable place to live in Bend, like Stonebriar Apartments, shouldn't take extraordinary courage and feats of strength. You do not have to be able to move mountains or bend spoons with your mind. Stonebriar is often referred to as the best of resort living. So if you like to ski, hike, bike, or do water sports, it's an ideal place to stash your gear in between high desert adventures. Of course, you'll enjoy the great amenities when you're not out adventuring. There are cook's kitchens, spacious baths, full-size washer-dryers, fitness centers, heated pools, and two clubhouses. You're sure to enjoy the computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and that Stonebriar is pet-friendly. So, before you try to roll a giant boulder up a mountain, explore Stonebriar Apartments for your next home. Stonebriar, now accepting applications for one, two, and three-bedroom apartments situated on beautifully landscaped grounds on Highway 20 near 27th in Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities, I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking, how did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband, he didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Warrior Project. Wounded Warrior Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye-opener, and it I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that. I just love him. I love you, honey. I love you, too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight, too. Well, I always loved her, but I love her 10 times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-909-8122. 800-909-8122. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The mission is clear. Give transparent wealth-building advice every week. No sugarcoating, just down-to-earth real market happenings that you can use today. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter, Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis, and that's Josh Finelli. We're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the great Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Uh, the Red Sox won their ALDS, and so it's on to the Astros. I can't believe I didn't think the Red Sox were going to be 500 this year, and maybe they make it to the World Series. It's crazy times in Major League Baseball. Uh, this comes from Bloomberg. Uh, 25% of new auto sales in China in the next in, in year 2025, so in a few years, are projected to be all electric vehicles. China is the world's largest auto market. The thing that's so funny to me is, you know, this Tesla hype and Tesla, 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 this, Tesla, that. But like the other car makers, I will give them credit. I mean, you know, the car makers as a business are a disaster. Um, you know, Ford, GM. I mean, we've had uh, we've had. I think it's 362 car companies in the United States, and all but one of them have gone bankrupt at least once. And, you know, GM, Chrysler, Ford's the only one that hasn't actually gone bankrupt. 
um, ever. And so, but from a you know investment perspective, they're all disasters. Uh, but the thing is, is everybody talks about Tesla as is like, but you know the the GMs of the world and all these other car companies are ramping up their electric vehicle production. Um, and so the car market's not growing globally in a significant way. And so the idea that Tesla is worth more than J.P. Morgan to me is so laughable uh, because eventually if it's just a car company, it will be a bad business just like Ford and GM are. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite understand what, you know, they talk about them, the EV space, like endlessly. Somehow it's different. And like when it emerges and all the, vehicles the, are electric, what is the power source is just different, right? What's going to change? Yeah, I mean, what's going to fundamentally change about the business? It's highly capital intensive, uh, very, you know, there's tons of operating leverage. Margins are terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's highly competitive. You're engaged in an ongoing. It's just like the airlines. You're just in a con consistent prisoner's dilemma of You're like just pouring money yeah. into crap. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, lo I love my Ford truck, but like, as an investment, I don't want to own the maker of well, it. Well, and the. The S&P has outperformed the automaker index by a thousand percent over the last 20 years. Well, that's over the last 20 years. I mean, most of these companies have gone, all but one have gone bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So, all right. Uh, for those of you on Social Security, good news. Um, at least your Social Security payments will keep up with inflation. Social Security Administration announced that they're going to have a cost of living increase for all of you on Social Securities of 5.9% in 2022. Uh, the average retiree who got gets a monthly check of one thousand five hundred sixty-five dollars this year, the bump means an additional ninety-two dollars a month in twenty twenty-two. So your one thousand five hundred sixty-five dollars is going to go to one thousand six hundred fifty-seven dollars. Don't spend it all in one place. Here's what I'll tell you though: you're not actually getting a real increase in the cost of living uh, for, uh, income because. Obviously, you're just keeping up with inflation. And for many of you retirees, unfortunately, and I'm, don't shoot the messenger, but the inflation rate for retirees is higher than the rest of society because what do you most of you do? You spend a lot of money on health care, and we know the rate of inflation in health care is double the rate of inflation in the rest of the economy. So I'm sorry about that, but at least your Social Security payment uh will keep up with the rate of inflation. That is to say, if inflation does, doesn't increase by more than that. And maybe that is the federal government's acknowledgement that even though the year-over-year -year number is 5.4, they're saying, well, we'll give you a 5.9 because we know we're headed to 5.9. <laughs> yeah, well, in anticipation of uh, rising energy bills this winter. Right. So, all right, let's talk about what's going on in the financial advice space. Uh, and this is a warning to all of you out there that are consumers of financial advice. So, Josh, what happens when we have volatility come back to the capital markets? What happens with our peers in the investment advice space? Uh, financial advisors and uh, insurance agents And he says the word there. financial advice loosely. Yeah, and, and you know, also in developing uh, insurance uh, brokers out there that uh, sell equity indexed annuities, uh, you know, they capitalize on your fears. This is, you know, they, it's an exact analog to what happened in 2008. You know, markets fell 34% in 2020 in 19 trading days. And, uh, you know, there's a lot. We are very, we get a good barometer of sentiment because of the wide range of people that we talk to. And we can tell you that sentiment out there amongst retail investors is very, very precarious as evidenced by the conversations we've had here uh, in the last couple of weeks after the quarterly statements came out showing the first decline in uh, many, many months. But uh, my point is just that there is an explosion of product that is hawked in uh, response to the perception of a need. And of course, uh, as investors become wary of volatility and have well, you know watched markets whipsaw here over the last year and a half, uh, there is a lot of fear and the loss aversion heuristic plays very prominently into this and in that people are more afraid of losing money uh, than anything else or the perception of losing money. And so, of course, uh, the financial services industry responds to that uh, and variable annuity issuance is absolutely exploding year on year. Up 122% year over year. And so, what happens? So, financial advisors historically love volatility. Asset management firms love volatility because they can uh, sell their higher margin products. And so, 
financial advisors love when we have volatility because then they can go out and sell index annuities and variable annuities and all different kind of annuities out there that exist. And they love it because they pay the annuities pay them such huge commissions. And the financial advisor, and I say that loosely, they're more salespeople, they can make these annuities, index annuities, variable annuities, sound so unbelievably great. They can talk about all of these guarantees. They are offloading the market risk from you to the insurance company. And yes, you have to pay a fee, but it's a minimal fee relative to the to the safety that you're going to achieve. You can get market returns without any downside. And look at how great this thing is. Uh, and if it was so great, why do the likes of Warren Buffett and Jim Simons and all the greatest investors, they, they don't have a penny in these products because you know who the you know who these annuities are good for they're good for the people that sell them and the one and the companies that issue them because they're very 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 high margin uh and so the way that Josh and I think about it is instead of saying well let's invest our let's put our clients money in these really ridiculous products i mean believe me Josh and I could sell these things three months a year and take not the rest of the nine months of the year off and make more money than we do now. Uh, we would have to get rid of the mirrors in our houses and we wouldn't be able to talk to our children because we'd feel so bad about what we were doing. But these people are out there and they're talking to all of you. Um, and they don't feel bad about it, believe me. Josh, um, we, we've had people come into our office with just a barrage of different annuities and there's other reasons for that. But what, the way that Josh and I think about it is instead of doing it that way, let's invest like the insurance company invests the proceeds of these products on their balance sheet, on the insurance company's balance sheet, because the insurance company knows over time that markets go up and, and that's how you earn uh, a decent return is keep cost low, participate in equity markets with cost low, uh, get rid of all this BS around the insurance and and you'll do well. So when we have bouts of volatility, they come out of the woodworks pitching products. And so the first thing I would say to you is like when we have a conversation with prospective clients, it's never about a product. We never pitch a product. Now we talk about how we invest our clients money and the products that we invest our clients money in comes up. But all of our clients own the same things, and we own them as well. Troy, Troy, Josh, and I own the same things. Our parents, you know, we all own them. Um, But we're not ever pitching a product. We're selling our firm. And so if if you meet with a financial advisor and the financial advisor doesn't talk about their process and their firm as the reason to hire them, and they talk about product and they're trying to sell you on product – Grab your wallet and run. And so anytime product is specifically discussed and features on product are discussed, that is a huge red flag. And so whether it's variable annuities, it's non-traded REITs, whatever it may be, that is not – I mean, it's 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 ridiculous that, that, that the industry is still in this place. But believe me, I worked in the asset management industry, and we used to come up with these products when markets got volatile. And the fees on them were really high, and the story was really great, but oftentimes they didn't work. They were good for the people selling them, not for the people buying them. So be very, very careful right now because there's all of these salespeople out there that want to take advantage of that fear because fear is a very – powerful emotion for human beings and they can and fear can make you make some really really bad decisions well the fear of losing money certainly trumps uh the desire to make more and that uh you know it's a very fertile environment to sell these products in the wake of volatility all right if you want to take us up on a free retirement view one of us will give you an hour of time to talk about anything in your financial life if you have at least five hundred thousand dollars of investable assets call our office to get that scheduled 800-743-0988 or go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com when we come back we'll tackle some of your email questions get your free one-hour retirement review meet with the northwest quadrant wealth management investment advisor today for free It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Every reason is different, but when it's time to go shopping for a vehicle, every Kindle dealership in Bend makes it easy with a fantastic selection of pre-owned vehicles. No matter what you're looking for, more MPGs or more towing capacity, more room for the kids or more performance and luxury just for kicks. Shop Kindle Toyota, Kindle Mercedes-Benz, Kindle Volkswagen or Kindle Imports with Audi, BMW and Porsche. 
you'll find the best inventory of pre-owned cars, trucks, imports, and SUVs we've had all year. Being family-owned, Kendall is serious about taking care of customers, which is why every pre-owned vehicle comes with Kendall's auto protection plan for your peace of mind. Every pre-owned vehicle comes with a three-day money-back guarantee, and qualified vehicles come with a 12-month, 12,000-mile service contract. Shop Kendall and shop a gigantic selection of the best pre-owned vehicles around. No matter what you need, no matter what the reason, stop by any location in Bend or get started online at KendallAutoOregon.com. Kendall, let's start something great. The home of your dreams should have the best. D.L. Drury Custom Woodworks can make that happen. Robert and Susan Agley chose D.L. Drury to remodel their kitchen. Kitchen should be efficient. Neither, neither one of us were what you call gourmet cooks, but by God, when you go in a kitchen, you want it to work. I needed a cabinet where I could place all my cookie trays. I don't bake, but, you know, you use them. We wanted no shelves that we had to bend down and go into. So everything here is a pull-out drawer. So everything waste and below is pull-out. They are a great choice because of their customer service. They care. We met all the employees there, and you kind of, this sounds kind of corny, but we kind of felt part of their family for a little bit. So that's why I would recommend them. DL Drury Custom Woodworks, online at dldrury.com. That's D-R-U-R-Y, DL Drury, CCB number 43548. Hi, I'm John Bullock, Executive Director of the Redmond Proficiency Academy, and I'd like to invite you to consider what you need from your school. It's important to have access to your education wherever you are. We've created RPA Anywhere for just that purpose. Our students can combine on-site and distance learning to create a schedule that works for their individual needs. Maybe you need to get back up to speed academically, or maybe you're ready to push yourself and excel in college-style courses. Maybe you live outside Redmond. RPA contracts with Cascades East Transit so students can ride the bus to school. It's our pleasure to get you from where you are, geographically or academically, to where you want to be. With our mid-year transfer program, you can still make the most of this year's school experience while playing sports in your home district. We'll handle all the details. If RPA sounds like a good fit, visit rpacademy.org to apply. That's rpacademy.org. Freedom to be yourself, support to try new things, and guidance as you plan for your future. RPA, education as unique as you are. Home improvement projects have been on the rise, and the garage is usually left behind. Now it's time to turn your garage into a home office, home gym, or even home school. Locally owned and operated for over 16 years, let the pros handle it at Superior Garage Floors. Concrete coatings, color flake systems, and polished concrete giving your garage, man cave, or even an airplane hangar a finished and polished look. Superior Garage Floors, a name you can count on. Find out more at superiorgaragefloors.com. CCB number 1738851. Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back uh, to one last segment of Financial Focus Radio. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. My name is Tyler Simonis, and that guy is Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. The mountains have some snow on them, some chill in the air. Josh will be jumping off the cornice at Mount Bachelor anytime. Oh, I I was remiss. I Josh wanted me to bring this up and I thought it would maybe be a disaster, but uh Mount Bachelor did something that uh I guess many locals here in Bend are quite upset about and we thought we should maybe discuss it cuz it was pretty funny for Josh and I to see there was a website created uh what's the website? Uh, it's just on change.org. change.org. So yeah. Mount Bachelor um essentially created the equivalent of a fast pass. So, you know, if you go to Disney World, you can spend extra money to skip the line. Up to almost 11,000 signatures now on change.org. But but so at, my, at Disney World or most amusement parks, you can, you know, the lines have become very long and so you can you buy your ticket, which is expensive, and then you can pay extra uh to to skip the line or go in a faster line or be escorted throughout the park for, by a tour guide and you know there's all different levels of pricing and that's true of almost every amusement park uh it's also true that you can 
pay extra when you go on an airplane ride to sit in those fronts and the, the seats in the front, right? Like, I don't sit in those seats. I did when I flew to Europe last time, but most of the time I don't sit in those seats. I go back in the back, and I, I pay less than the people that sit in the front. And, of course, I imagine the experience in the front to be much better with, you know, champagne and dancing, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so, uh, obviously, now that that's happening at Mount Bachelor, uh, you know, that it's going to be the sliding scale based on demand, and you can pay extra to skip the line because we all know that the lines at Mount Bachelor have gotten quite long. And so there's all these on change.org, it talks about this is a very un-American thing and da-da-da. Well, guess what? I can't think of a more American thing than this, right? If you are willing to pay more based on the price that the market sets, why shouldn't you be able to do that? And of course, all of the locals are saying that, you know, this is very unfair. And blah, blah, blah. but this is very much an American thing, and it happens in lots of other industries. I'm not sure why the locals uh, say that this is such a bad thing. Well, the comments on this petition are kind of a laugh riot. Well, it's because it's mostly young people. I yeah. see some of those kids go to high school with my kids, so I, I know you know their their experience in life. But but they be they would be the first ones to, if they went to Disney World sign up for this. Yeah, you know, I, it's quite interesting that you know it's like the definition of transitory evolving. The definition of local certainly evolved. And, and yeah, uh, if you've been in Bend for three years, you're not a local. Yeah, and you know, I, I, my inclination is depending on how many they sell. Like I'm not necessarily a fan of it, but uh, certainly you know. The, 2020 was not a good year financially for a ski resort. Industry. Oh, I want to buy the first one, like we said this week, and put a GoPro on my head and see what, I, how it goes. You know, and as we talk about it in the office, we just feel bad for the lifties out there because they're going to be the ones that Take obviously the are not getting compensated for the gravity of their job. But the abuse they're going to take. They're going to be taking abuse from both sides, both the people that paid the extra money and, uh, of course, those people that are pissed at watching people. Uh, surpass them in line. I just want to remind people in Ben, though, that Mount Bachelor is not a utility. It's a business. And so I know you all think that you, people that live here, that you think Mount Bachelor is a utility and it's some sort of right. And that's not what it is. So stop thinking that it is. Well, and, it, you know, it's if you're upset about it, you know, imagine the sentiments of people that have lived here their whole lives and watched the mountain get well, the, destroyed by people that moved here. Well, the frustration, too, is that it's on a, you Change know, is just an inevitability, and uh, you either accept it and move on or, like, live in the past. And, you know, that's kind of the, just the reality of life. It, it, well, but, you know, they, the issue they always bring up is that it's on leased land for, you know. And yeah, the, well, and, you know, Senator Wyden wrote a letter, and we'll see what the— I'm sure that they wouldn't but, have done it if they hadn't have looked into the particulars of their lease. Right. Uh, so, you know, whether I mean, or not, and let's be honest, it's a captive market and there's just not, no one's going to go somewhere else. My bachelor's a for-profit business. They have to look <laughs> for ways. The business, but let me explain it to you people. I, I started in the, I was, I was, got a business degree, but I started in the ski industries. I was, that's what I was going to do. The ski business is a disastrous business. It's a bad business. This, these mountains have to look for revenue sources any way they can. And so, I, they, they're not doing this to hurt your feeling. They're a for-profit business that is trying to maximize profits like every business is supposed to for their shareholders. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's kick off a financial... I knew I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> and then I knew you were going to wimp out about it. Wimp out? Yeah, you're, you and your socialist <laughs> tendencies. All right, we got an email from a Pam W. Pam says, I'm preparing for retirement and trying to figure out where I should go for money to meet my income needs. I understand that it's important to start by withdrawing from some accounts and save other accounts from later. What's the right sequence? Um, so Pam is definitely right. So most people have different kinds of registrations on their accounts. So they'll have um, they'll have their traditional IRA or 401k money, so the money that they put in on a pre-tax basis, then when it comes out, it comes out as t in taxes or in your income. They might have Roth 401k money or Roth IRA money that obviously comes out tax-free, and then they might have taxable assets, meaning they have a taxable investment account. And so all of those different piles of money have different tax consequences. They have different rules around when the money has to be distributed. Uh, and so... Coming up with a strategy uh, by which to start withdrawing from those at, at certain ages can be very impactful um, to, you know, leaving the right money to your beneficiaries, minimizing your tax liability uh, on your withdrawals, uh, all sorts of things. So, so, Pam, without knowing your age and your specifics and what kind of accounts you have, I would just say w w that is, you know, one of the values that 
certainly we add to our clients is that making sure our clients take from the right accounts so that they minimize their taxes. Obviously, if you're taking from a taxable account and you're having to sell things, you're only paying taxes on the gain. You're paying it at a lower tax rate. Um, but you know you, that does, that's not to say that you should absolutely take from your Roth. If your goal is to leave money to your beneficiaries, a Roth is a great way to do that. Uh, taxable accounts get a step up in basis. So there's a lot of things that go into taking money from the right accounts. I mean, we have clients that are taking from their um, ordinary income accounts because they want to minimize the tax liability and they want to pay it for, for themselves. They want to pass on all of their assets that get a step up to their kids and grandkids. And so everybody's circumstance is different, but it's absolutely important. And you can it can have a huge impact on your tax liability and and the money that you leave or all the things. And that's an important part of a distribution plan, knowing what accounts to take it from and when. Um, okay. Uh, we don't really have, um, oh, here, here's a real quick one. Sam W. Sam says, I have hundreds of pages of statements from closed retirement accounts. Some date back to the eighties. Must I keep these statements? Can I scan and shred the paper? You don't need even need to scan those really you only need to keep them for seven years, but your custodian by law has to keep records of those. So if you are custodied at any of the major custodian custodial firms, they have records, uh, but if you feel the need, all you need to do is keep them for seven years. That's, uh, you know, they're only going to really be needed for the IRS uh, anyway. So, all right, that's our show this week. Thanks for listening. We will be back here next week. been listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit financialfocusradio.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstance, and if necessary, seek professional advice.